sight of Santa. Beware, beware, beware his jolly boots of doom. Bow down, bow down before the power of Santa or be crushed, be crushed by his jolly boots of doom. And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. The Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror! <laughs> Merry Christmas, mistletoads! This year, we're traveling to frigid Finland, land of the violent Santas. Yes, in most countries, Santa's a jolly old oaf in a red coat who eats your cookies and drinks your milk. But in Finland, old Saint Nick is naked and angry and out for sweet vengeance. So unless you speak Finnish, put on your subtitle glasses and get ready for Rare Exports. Tervutula, here at the Vien here Oiden, Kohut Noiden, Holvin Taman Paiven Loka on Rare Exports. I'm Chris Honeywell, and that's all the finish you're gonna squeeze out of me right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here with the rest of the crew. It is ho 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 Christmas time, ho ho hoes. And uh, we are doing our <laughs> annual Christmas special after. After probably if you've been on our Facebook page, I've been bombarding you with past Christmas specials. Well, this is this is the present, this is the now, and I'm here with uh with the whole crew. I got them Jack and Eddie boys. I got Jason Jack and Eddie. Fuck your instructions. <laughs> and we've got <laughs> Luke Jack and Eddie. Yeah, we are men. Let's do business. <laughs> and we have the hair metal hero. Uh, I couldn't remember a line from this because it's all in Norwegian, but I will say this: naked Santa Clauses. Well, lots of naked, not lots of well, naked Santa's helpers, but yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get to the dingle dangles soon enough. But there is some English in this movie. We're talking about a, a Finnish export called Rare Exports, and I think we were going to cover this last year, but we just didn't have time, wasn't it? Did not. No, we did Krampus. We did yeah, well, we were, we were we were kicking this around. We were talking about oh, we could do this, we could do that, and this was one of the titles that was thrown out last year. We ended up doing Krampus, and I think there was always the intention was well, we'll cover the rest of those films that we talked about, the other Christmas, um, more modern Christmas uh, themed horror movies uh, that we discussed uh, in 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 future Christmas uh, specials, and this this one was the one that that won the the lottery, so to speak of uh th this year so uh it, and what's interesting is the the title of this is to me is one of the most interesting things of it it's very specifically titled you know it's it's everyone just calls it rare exports but the actual 
you know, on, you know, a official title is Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. So it's like for a horror movie, that's a very sort of, you know, uh, not not necessarily a, a scary type of title. So it's got a I think little that made for TV in it. Yeah, it sets it sets the stage a little bit. I think. Yeah, if it were if it were a Halloween tale, that would entail yes. scariness. But yes, it it it. Well, and it's and it's Scandinavian, so I guess it denotes whimsy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is like, a Christmas tale. But then, yeah. yeah, but then again, it, it has that feel of like European fairy tales and stuff. But we know European fairy tales are full of dismemberments and oh, and yeah, cannibalism up. and fun stuff like that too. So big, big summer blowout. Dead kids, <laughs> lots of dead kids in European fairy tales and fables. Must, must be why I like so, those so much. <laughs> right. So this is pretty much like this is like not the. So Frozen is the Disneyified version of like you know this could have been this that takes place in that same kind of you know area you know what I'm saying the so, general vicinity of the world yeah yeah, yeah the cold yeah. places you know, where yes yeah, where the it's cold all places like, with all where it's, it's not as far as the eye can see is igloos and death metal bands that's all the eye can see <laughs> well it's 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 true though it's funny though because yeah. this movie. This movie, like, and and this is totally weird because we we're, we record two movies a night, and the last movie we recorded the, this evening was uh, The Crazies by George Romero, which I was like, this reminds me of my hometown. This movie also strongly reminds me of my hometown, like, especially one house I lived in, which was way out in the country, where in the in the winter, if I like, we would go to visit, we, we we the kids would hop on a couple uh, snowmobiles and we'd we'd go across a couple fields and go visit somebody you know we didn't I have uh, rifles strapped across our back men. huh I, I thought you were going to say you had a lot of naked men running around that was why it reminded you of home there was that too uh, but uh, I wasn't going to bring up that that's yeah I was <laughs> going to bring up that aspect of our hometown <laughs> still Sorry. a problem there I hear <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Sorry, I yeah. just Got to work the jokes in there as we go. Of course. <laughs> that, that is uh, that. That actually is, is an interesting thing. That this is a um, there is no there are no women in this movie. No, there are, are only men, and that's that's part of the um, apparently that's not just oh we couldn't find anybody willing to work in these conditions. It actually is uh, you know and, <laughs> and what I found actually the most interesting about this was that stuff. Not necessarily the the supernatural aspects of this, but just the idea of. You know, living and working in this incredibly barren wilderness area where it's all dudes. You know, I mean, it's, well, it's, there's it's obviously women because there's children, but right, you but don't I'm see saying, them. But there's no, we don't see any wives, we don't see any daughters, no. any girlfriends, any of that. There must so be this, one, at least. I mean, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Trina, but but there, but yeah, it, no, they, but she's we, listed. She's listed. <laughs> I'm saying we don't see any, so it's kind of a, it's kind of yeah. a reflection on that. Yeah, know, no, and, it's, and it's, but it's, you know, the the, the thing about this movie is that. It's it's all about you know some some films are about the high concept and some are about the details. This one is definitely a high concept picture, and the concept yeah. is kind of the king here. the The concept is king. The delivery is also like this is such a weird movie. Like uh, isn't it? It's uh, <laughs> uh, rare exports a Christmas tale, and and if you really like, if you just put down a synopsis of this movie. It would seem kind of like something maybe Jim Henson would do, you know, kind of whimsical. 
and then then it gets turned on its head at the end and it yeah. would be and 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 it would be like this would be a good horror movie to show kids but at the same time it's also like full of swearing everybody swears like a sailor in this movie swearing, and they and, and the kids would have to read it to <laughs> You know, so it's f bombs like crazy. So it's like this. It's a and and you know the main the main focus character of, of this is a child, and there's it's there's a lot of child appealing aspects to this story, and yet it's completely done in a very slow style that might be too slow for kids, and also just full of adult th- dicks and, and F-bombs. <laughs> it's loaded with dicks and F- F-bombs from top to bottom, yeah, beginning I mean, to end. Not, uh, I mean, the, and, there's some, and there's definitely some dark thematic stuff in it, too. I mean, there is definitely a sense of whimsy to it. There is some... Well, this, I, you know, this movie, uh, the, the, this is my second viewing of it, and the first time I, I saw it, I'm like, oh, it's whimsical. I, I, and I'm a big fan of like uh, let the right one in, and I like those slow-moving Scandinavian sort of storytelling movies and the 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 atmosphere of it. But this time, I really realized this is just so well written. Like, there's so many things that if this was done by in America or even just by another director, would have been like nailed on the head and could have ru- like. The, the 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 there's the whole there's a whole dead mom undercurrent from the the beginning, yeah. but and 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 you know I was watching and I'm like oh that's right the mom died, and uh, but they never never come out and mention it. There's never the scene where in, in an American movie where the kid would have been like dad I miss mom you know. Or, yeah, or whatever it, they 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 communicate it just through a couple tear you know from that one scene where he's at the table, and yeah, I'm like this is this is just fantastic. Yeah. And then I wrote a note like dead mom question mark because I was like I'm gonna see how long it takes them to actually mention the dead mom because I like that they're not meant that that you just pick it up on that and they never do they never bring it up but yeah. you know it, it's so strongly in there and. And in the way that, you know, the father's so obviously also in grief and dealing with his grief and a kid that's kind of like maybe a little effeminate or whatever, you know. And I don't think it's effeminate. I think he's just a little wimpy, kind of emotionally stunted, well, you know. He wants his kid to be a man and also, but he lost his wife and he probably wants to super protect his kid, too. Yeah, so he, uh, and, he, it's clear that he does. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 got that you know an undercurrent of grief and sadness and loss, and swearing in dicks. Yeah. And yet at the same <laughs> time, really... it could almost it almost feels like it's rated G. You know. It, yeah. If you took out some of the, I mean, you could change the subtitles and you wouldn't know from for some of it. And then really, the only thing right. that would be is the you know Although... the naked. Although every once in a while there would be the Finnish family who's like, "Oh, it's rated G." <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, that's the old Mel Brooks thing when in uh, Young Frankenstein, he uses uh, uh, what he calls it, was a fonksuba or whatever. It's like the slang term for uh, 
Schwanzer. Yeah, it's a sl- slang term for a dick, and he's in there, and and it, but it's the two people sitting in front of him go, oh, like they actually understood the word, and everyone kind of knows what the word means, but to say the actual word, it's just he's like it's always so funny. He goes, well, you got people who speak what you're saying, you know, kind of thing. So yeah. <laughs> the the I mean, being in Finnish, I mean, the one thing about this, I saw this movie with our. Uh, uh, our buddy, Luke and my, our buddy John he came over when I got the Blu-ray and he's like oh, I heard it's really good I'm like so we sat down and watched it and I think we were totally expecting it to be just a straight up like Saint or um, like uh, what the heck well, Saint's the one that came out but like was, this was before Krampus stuff. we were expecting just to be a like, horror movie right and it's so not what you expect if you go in thinking this is going to be a horror movie right. you're going to be sadly mistaken Yeah, like it's, it's not a horror movie it's not from like the first Ninety percent of it's not a horror movie per se, and even the whole movie not really a horror movie. But if you're expecting it to be like a monster and a killer, and this that's not what this is. It subverts and, almost everything you think it's going to be. Yeah. Whenever right, yeah. you start to think it's going to be something, it just doesn't go. And any other movie at the very end, Krampus Claus or whatever they had trapped under there would have gotten out. <laughs> And run run amok a little bit before it got blown up. You know what I mean? But instead, it just sits there and stew. You can see its one eye glowing in there like, and that they cut his horns off and (laughs) and blow him up. And and it's great because it's sort of like, yeah, our ancestors dealt with you before. Ah, we'll deal with you now. You know, we got dynamite. That's the thing. It's like all these guys. All the guys that we're seeing, these guys are all salt of the earth guys. They're oh not, yeah, they're not fucking around. Oh yeah, he hands his kid the gun, and the gun the kid's like, "For real?" And he's like, "Is it loaded?" And he's like, "What no, use is it is if would... it's not loaded?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but they also, I mean, they make you know early on, they let you know that there's wolves out there. You know, we never see them. Never but... see a wolf either. I like that too. Yeah, we're we're in an environment where you need to have something to protect yourself. <laughs> and the gun is just a thing. It's not, yeah. it, it doesn't, like, him getting the gun almost seems like Chekhov's gun, you know? It's like the kid, the kid's got the gun, and you can tell the father's like, eh, I'm not too, not quite ready to give him the gun, but, you know, I'm getting dead Santa Clauses in my wolf trap, so yeah. time to give him <laughs> the gun. It, 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 well, you know what's the thing? It is Chekhov's gun, though. He does, that gun does get fired, and it's not in the way that you would think. But it's yeah. yeah, but it's not like it's it's not like this it's not like this huge focus thing that it would be in any other movie. It the gun the guns around everybody's back are just like a reality of the the yeah. what's going on there. And that's what I, what what I like about this is you see like how they how they do, you know, just do their day-to-day life out uh, and I I you know, we we used to heat our house with a wood stove, so it just reminded me. You know, when you go outside and it's just freezing, it's freezing cold tundra. Yeah, I love it. I love that at, that atmosphere is almost like has built-in spooky atmosphere to it. But yeah, the 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 scares in this are there's no scares. It's more just an atmosphere when it is. Yeah, yeah. it's a it's a ramp up for. You know, and th- there's some creepy moments for sure. Like when when uh, when the son uh, finds the the footsteps on the roof. Oh, those um, dolls that get left behind, and, are, and then the dolls are out of a horror movie, are out of a nightmare, basically. 
when you finally put the two and two together that the Santa's helpers are taking the kids and replacing them with these creepy fucking dolls. The, yeah, semi semi like um oh the um the wicker man wicker man crossed with a pod from invasion of the body snatchers yeah, or something it's... like that. Yeah, but it's um seeing this the I remember seeing this the first time and I had the same reaction. I'm like I don't know what this is that I'm watching because I watched the two YouTube shorts. Um, I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch those. They, you know, they're on um, the Blu-ray. Okay, yeah. Uh, see, I I didn't watch on the Blu-ray. Um, so I had to track those down online. But um, and those are just real quick hits, kind of you know cute with the you know here's the interesting premise, and then to actually make a a, a feature length film and it's it's a short feature length. It's only about seventy five minutes. Um, but it's, you really don't have any idea what's going to happen in this the first time that you watch it. Cause it doesn't go the way that you're expecting it to go at all. And, um, so much hinges on the, um, P- Pietri, the, the son of the main character, his performance, um, you know, in the, in the, the beginning credits is him researching what the real Santa Claus was. Uh, and this is again before the Krampuses came back in style um, as a thing, and uh, it's just it plays on his his fears about what the actual Santa is, which is kind of just like just like let the right one in, man. They have really good their kid actors go for it, you know. Their kid actors or are just really guileless in just getting in front of a camera and being a kid. I mean, this sounds a little creepy, but it's it, it's not as creepy as a scene of a bunch of naked old guys chasing a giant ball sack full of kids. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but in the the after he's doing his research and he's just sort of sleeping in the window, and he's just like he's running around in his underwear like a kid would. Like nobody would would put a kid in a movie because it looks like goofy, you know. Yeah, he's just in his just... goofy kid underwear. But he's a kid, so he's just like, I just run around in my underwear. What do you mean? It's just me and my dad. I go outside and take a piss. It's It it just adds that level of, like, you you start feeling more like they really got that mentality of a kid his age, you know. And, And his friend, who's a little older and more aggressive, but still at the same time is still a little kid, but he's a little tougher... But, you know, yeah. when you throw him in a sack, he'll still cry and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and he's got his little mullet and stuff. It's it's totally rings true, even though I have no idea what life in the Finnish plains is like on the border of Russia. I'm I'm assuming I'm going I to assume it's, it's exactly like, like this. It's, yeah, it's probably logging and potato farming and reindeer meat harvesting. You know, like, because why would they make it something that it's not? I you know, I just had this thought. Maybe they don't live there year round. Maybe they they just go out there for the reindeer harvest, you know, and, I, and they live in their cabins and stuff like that. It's and that's why yeah. there's no women around, because all the women are Being at home are at home and then the kids all come along because they'll still be work you can get slave labor out of the kids and it keeps them out of mom's hair <laughs> yeah that's a good point i mean it really doesn't change anything though i mean because no. at the end of the day it's still I just never, all these guys before you pointed it out luke i never noticed there weren't any women in this movie 
<clears throat> yeah, it's, it's 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 like the finished Santa Claus version of the movie The Women, you know, where there's no men in it. Uh, but <laughs> you could that, that that alone is the reason why you couldn't make this movie in America right there. No, you can't. You're not allowed to make movies without women in them in America. I think it's actually federal law at this point. Um, but you know, I mean, that that's the thing about this movie. It's it's to me this was frustrating, and I I haven't been really sharing much because I've been letting you guys kind of expand on this, but. Technically, this is such a superbly made movie, but sitting watching it, this was actually the first time I had seen seen it. I had I had heard of it and I knew what the general like what the idea of it was, but I'd never actually seen it. Um, you know, sitting here to watch this the first time, it's like I get it, but at the same time, it's like yeah, this I'll never throw this in to watch it again. It's it's so it's it's always frustrating to me when you get a film that is technically extremely well made. This is such a well made film. And you say it's only about 75 minutes, so it's very tightly packed, very taut, very well put together. It seems, it, it, and this isn't a slam on it, it seems longer, because it has a slow pace, uh, it just mm-hmm. goes at its own pace. And I, when I was sitting down to watch this again, I was like thinking, this is, I, I, I remembered it as a two hour plus movie. And I also think like finished movie... Yeah, you know, they would got nothing better to do, so they like to sit in the theater for as long as possible, so... <laughs> Well, you know, in America, you go to the theater for the air conditioning. In Finland, they go for the heat. Right. <laughs> so they was. Must... <laughs> oh. Yeah. But yeah, uh... we have the heater. Yeah. And I also want to say, I, I, I just want to apologize to any Finnish listeners because that's just, you know, that's awful. We, we've like been getting something really wrong too on the Finnish thing. Is there is some um, there is some English in this movie. There's a. There's I'm some, guessing yeah. he's an American character, and it reminds me of. What was was it Shin Godzilla? I think that had like some American, American characters. Yeah, that, that, that might have been like mid really heavily accented English. Yeah. Yes, that might have been like Middle European actors that they were like, "You're Americans," and they're like, "Hi, we are Americans." That that was the old <laughs> yeah, the well, old guy. That, in this... Well, Shin, well Shin, Shin Godzilla, not not to not to get too far afield, but it actually has, it has uh, it has air quotes up to the mic Americans. Right, played by a Japanese actor by a Japanese actress who is pretending to be American, so she's speaking incredibly heavily accented English, and then they've also got some representatives <laughs> from other. I think the I think they're actually I love German. that I love yeah, yes are, German yeah, yeah definitely German, yeah, and it's like no you're you're just happen to be white guys that Toho could get a contract on. That's all you really are. That that's a that's a not <laughs> uncommon thing in Japanese filmmaking is, you know, oh, you're Occidental? Okay, then you can play any white guy. Thank you. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I did no research, and I'm totally talking out my ass here, but I think that old guy was a Finnish guy who was just like, do you, oh, you know, he, he speaks be. English, the best of all of us. He'll be the, yeah. the old American. I think he was supposed to be, like, reminiscent of... Uh, John uh, Hammond. From yes, Jurassic from, Park. from Jurassic yeah. Park. Yes, exactly. So you knew he wasn't he wasn't going to do too well in this. Actually, well, you only knew that if you read the book, I guess. But he ended up more he ended up like the 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 book version more. <laughs> what um what I also found interesting was um just how you got it's clear how tight all these guys are that were that are working up there because when this situation falls into their lap, it's really not much of a discussion between this guy's dead let's cut up the body and they don't even have to say it no no the guy starts sharpening the the knives 
He's they like, I got one hour before saw. I got to be Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, they, and then it's, okay, well, he's not dead. Oh, let's make some money off it. Like, you know, and there's a reason why they need the money. But um, <laughs> it's just... Yeah, no, they're they're all doing, they all do, yeah, why not... Um, yeah, why why not do that? Because they're all they're all doing the same calculus in their head when the with with the presented with the situation, and that's that. Yeah, that's another thing that would have there would have been so much time wasted in the American movie with having the argument, you know, of what are we gonna do with him, and you know, I we gotta get out of here, you know, and the what the one character is a chicken, and you would have had all that character. No, I love these movies where it's like no, no, these guys have been buddies for 20 years they're they're on the same page they'll hash they'll hash out you know whether next time this guy owes him a favor he'll bring up hey listen i'm the guy who's cut up santa claus with you remember so (laughs) you know help me move this shit come on We got a lot of shit to move. I remember that time we cut the Santa Claus yeah. guy. Yeah, it's it's it, what I love about movies like this Need is they they have a kind of amoral sense to them. You know, the but the characters don't sense. or the characters don't anguish over their moral decisions that they make in the movie. They just they just do them and follow through on them. And I I like that more in a movie. It, it, it's more like life. You know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> bad stuff happens. Let's deal with it. Let's go. I mean, Very especially. True, I mean, especially, there, there's, there's something to that, you know. Yeah, especially. Oh shit! All the reindeers that we were gonna sell the meat from, uh, yeah, they're gone. So um, we're all gonna be bankrupt. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, but isn't that that's the whole thing though? It's like they they've got a, you know, <laughs> well we had a plan. That plan, you fucked up our plan. So now we're going to make a new plan, you know, (laughs) what is it? Uh, We needed a tree. Oh, we had a tree. You burnt that tree down. Uh, Lewis burned it down. We needed a coffin. I I mean, a tree. A tree. (laughs) (laughs) Another Christmas movie. I'm making the best of a bad situation. (laughs) (laughs) Don't push me, Art. (laughs) Don't push me, Art. I so, do fix the mule post. I that is one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> you know, makes me wish I had a mule post, but I don't. But. Oh no, the best, the best, the best bit from that movie. If you couldn't tell, we're talking about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's the throwaway line where <laughs> cousin Eddie goes, "Don't you go get the rubber sheets and the dribble," <laughs> <laughs> which I've missed like the first ten times I watched that movie. And now it's the only thing I can hear. Of course. <laughs> but uh, no, back to rare exports, though. Um, yeah. Um, a bit, little bit of thematic stuff with it, too. Uh, after uh, the, the son is doing all the research on the on the real Santa and how <laughs> he came to literally whip kids to death and boil them and make Christmas stew out of them, um, they keep showing his um, his advent calendar. And um, after he's done all this research on Santa, he tapes shut the door that's on the 24th on the advent calendar, <laughs> yes. and then he staples it shut. And in a, a and in pure filmmaking fashion, when the end of the movie rolls around, where is the real Santa being held? In a big warehouse with the number 24, 24. on the door. And it's like, this is brilliant shit, man. <laughs> like, this is good stuff. Oh, man. Yeah, I was getting... I, uh, that whole scene... I got that when when 
the kid whips the canvas off the the TNT with the rifle over his shoulder. I was getting a real phantasm vibe. I'm like, yes, <laughs> kids, kids and dynamite and guns in a movie, yeah. and nobody and nobody's freaking out. As a matter of fact, the kids like going, hey, over here. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, 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 nobody's nobody's listened to him the whole movie. Yeah. None of the adults have listened to him until they get to that point. And that's when he fires the gun to get everybody to shut up and listen to him. And then he's the man with the plan after that. And that's, you know, that's, that's where his father, you know, I mean, his father's, it's kind of heartwarming. You know, the father's like, oh, okay, you know, my son's growing up and taking some agency on, you know, as, as a matter of fact, he solved the situation. So he's obvious, you know, you can see he's proud of his son and stuff, but he's still kind of, it still doesn't, he's still retroactively kind of a dick <laughs> about the, the, the whole thing, because it's like, I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't think the, the, I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah. <laughs> I, had a, I had a point to this when I started out. No, no, I, I think I know where you're going with it. I'll try it. Because we only get the, the briefest of backstory about the, the mother not being there. We don't know when she, when she died, if she died, how long she's been gone. We know that's the, the now it's a single father doing the best that he possibly can, right? And he's probably not in a position where, I mean, I don't know what the social norms are in that country when it comes to, uh, you know, father and son bonding and, and how open it is in terms of how they're feeling. But it seems like the two of them, communicate relatively well i mean the son even says you know what if i didn't exist you know and and the father's like don't don't talk like that so it seems like they they get along to you but at the end of the day he's still a single dad. Well, that's a, that scene in particular the dad like i mean the when the kid says that it's such a striking i mean that's when the dad starts to cry and he's trying not to show that he's crying to his son because yeah. the thought of losing the mother and the son is probably the worst, you know, the, yeah. the son just named his father's worst fear. Yeah. But his father doesn't that. I guess this is where I was going is he's like, I, I'm proud. My son's finally becoming a man. But his son had been trying to, you know, it's, it's almost like he's like, oh, my son was such a wimp and now he's a man. It's like. No, your son was trying to tell you the whole time and you were just sort of like, ah, shut up, you know, the whole time, just sort of knocking him down on everything and just being sort of grumpy on on everything. <laughs> it, well, well, they also, and, and, and again, this is also, part of that is post them losing the reindeer yeah. too, you know? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stress on this guy. Oh, yeah. You know? So I, I totally understand it. Oh, I mean, um, I still like his character. I just think, he, you know, he's kind of... I, I mean, he's kind of a gruff dick, you know? I mean, yeah. Uh, but I well, guess that's sort of what happens to you when you're there. I mean, the big guy with the beard who flew the helicopter, he's about, like, the jolliest character in the whole <laughs> movie. And he's the one who's sharpening up the knife to cut off, smiles. cut up Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah he's ready to roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Well, oh shit! There was, well, it's and, and it, it's like the same thing with the father. He's clearly trying to make Christmas dinner. I don't know what he's cooking, but he totally fucks it up. So like, the the, the maybe the spouse was the one that was always doing the cooking, mm -hmm. you know? Oh yeah. And he's just he just can't hack it, you know. It's it's just too much for him. 
<laughs> you know. We've all been there, those those of us with kids. Well, you I know, don't have I'm, children. But, well, I, 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 you know, I, I have, I have uh, too many children. Um, yes, I don't want any. <laughs> don't try too many to me. But uh, uh, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one of these guys that, um, you know, and you know, you don't see this from guys so much as you do from women, where it's like, oh, you know, my husband's out of town. I'm like a single mom this week. You know, it's like, well, that, that's really stupid. Don't, don't say shit like that because I know actual single mothers, and that's not the case. But uh, you know, but I can say that when my wife went on a cruise for ten days, you know, with her grandmother, leaving me with all the kids for an, you know ten days, I can say that I was at my wits' end with that, and that's I knew that was ending. That had a finite date on it, you know, yeah. to the point that it's like you weren't uh, a you single know, like, mom. You were more of a Mister mom. mom. I was more <laughs> of the outnumbered guy. That's what the I outnumbered guy. I was. I mean, we had a. I mean, we were. We were ostensibly riding bikes and scooters, and suddenly I am literally hogtied with rope from my own garage. You're, you're the substitute teacher, basically. <laughs> <laughs> He's not joking about this. I took by a the picture way. of it. It's, it's the total shoot. I'm like, no. apparently they're tying me up now. <laughs> no, when we had substitute. I mean, you guys remember when a substitute teacher came into class? No matter how nice they were, we were like wolves circling and just sniffing yeah. for weakness, it's any weakness. But, it, uh, but I mean, it's, it's ostensibly, you know, they, they should listen to me. They don't. But, you know, but but anyway, I, I can at least understand that you, like you said you're, you're trying to, to do something and it's it's tough. And even especially in that situation where, you know, you're, you're doing the best you can because someone is counting on you and, you know, you want to protect them. But at the same time, you know, as a, as a dad, your your goal is to get them to be prepared for the world, not to take care of them necessarily, you know. So I, I like I said, there, there's there's a, a lot of good thematic stuff to chew on in this movie. It's just it's not you know it, like I said it it's so atypical, um, you know given the subject matter and you know it's finished you know they 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 know some real scary shit there you know, but uh, you know it's 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 you don't don't go go into this expecting more of a fantasy than a, a horror movie and I think you'll be in better shape. Yeah, it's more of a it's a it's a thriller. It's not a it's not a horror movie at all. It, that being said, there are some thrills in it, especially during the last, you know, twenty minutes of the movie when it's when it's climax time. It's uh, you know, <laughs> pretty exciting. All I see is a hair metal hero going, It's climax, climax time, like hey! like the thing from the <laughs> Fantastic Four. Yeah. That's it's a T shirt right <laughs> Oh yeah. So um <laughs> hero mentioned this uh, when we were, hero mentioned this when he was talking about going on youtube to find the two little videos um the one is the uh them hunting and then the one is the safety film right um about them right that's what you're yeah. talking about right chris those two films. Okay. oh yeah um when we watched this john and i had the same reaction you guys are talking about like we're like what the fuck we just like this like i'm thinking this is going to be like a monster movie and it's not a monster movie i'm like okay like we were like this was good but this was weird right kind of thing like this was like okay like i mean we'd already seen troll hunter and things like we had seen some other scandinavian movies so we got that was like well made and we're like all right and john goes what are the special features I'm like i don't know we start watching them and and luke did you see them or no i have the, not the two seen them no. Okay. No, I need to watch them, yeah. They're both on YouTube. You can get them. The 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 um, safety video is hysterical. Yeah. Like, we were dying watching. I'm like, oh, my God. That's I, mean, I, I was so happy we had, did not see that first. Because some people I know had seen the little videos, and they're like, oh, that's going to be like the whole movie. You'd it be so purely disappointed. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it gives away kind of the, yeah. The, yeah, the point of the movie.
Right, exactly. Which, you have to watch the movie and then see what they do afterwards. And then, but the safety video one is my absolute favorite. I mean, I absolutely love that. And I was, I mean, we watched it and John's like, that was funny. And I'm like, because it's like, you know, they're trying to like show how to domesticate them and don't, like, they make sure they don't bite you and be careful. Like, they're still wild animals. I'm like, they're just naked <laughs> old guys and they're wild yeah. animals. And it's just so, but it's presented so matter of factly just like you would present a safety video, you know, for like whatever company you're working for, it was like a real safety video. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's brilliant. And I think that's what shows when, when, when they can play up the, the, the humor in the safety video aspect of it, like that thing, it's the same director, same, same, the guy who wrote it also directed it, the same thing. Right. It shows, I think there that like, okay, it's the, uh, what would you say? Like during, to them, this is just a normal part of life now. People are going to get hurt if they don't know what they're doing when they open this thing. So let's yeah. put a safety video out so you don't get bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's it's the it's the banality of life, but it's like like you would get a safety video, like uh, you know, like you. Know, it's just like if you go to YouTube and put how to snake my toilet, you could find a guy who will show you how to snake your toilet. I know I had to do that because I didn't know how to snake a toilet, right? This is years ago. Now I've snaked many a toilet, right? Kind of thing. But I didn't if, know how to if, do I, if I can, if I can give just one, if, if nothing else, I'm always about giving good plumbing advice. If you have a wet dry vac, that can oftentimes work better than a toilet snake. You got to do is what you do is you drain, you 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 cut the water off, you suckle the water out of the bowl with the wet dry vac, then you stick the hose down into the yeah, the bottom part. You wrap it really tight. No, no, wrap it really tight with the. With a towel, yeah, and you can either do it reverse or, depending on what's clogging it, you can do it forward. And that time, as long as you get that wrapped real tight, sealed around it with some rags, you can suck it right out of there. Also works really good if um, I had a, a plug of grease in my kitchen sink about it. Maybe, you know, the, the diameter of the pipe, of the PVC pipe, it's what, a schedule 81-inch, I think, pipe under there. And then it was about an inch long. And you can yeah, you got your right schedule eighty pipe. You got your schedule ninety pipe. Well, actually, you have schedule. Well, you have schedule forty. You have schedule eighty. You have different schedule pipe that the different size schedule pipe may not make with the same schedule. And I don't schedule my pipes. I was just gonna say <laughs> I've, I've been scheduling my pipe with a lady. Your pipe. Well, I you might. You want to schedule your pipe with the ladies? That's your business, pal. But you will follow the piping spec, or you will be off this damn job site. That's I don't need I to schedule that. that kind of piping. <laughs> I'm a renegade so, pipe inspector. So, but uh, renegade <laughs> pipers. Oh yes, we, we're gonna run shit. Run up, man! You can't tell me about the laws of physics. You got your pipe anyway. pipes. So, did, but it's true though. Yeah, something like that. It's it it's it, it's reality. It's it's pseudo. Re, you know, any anything you do, like you get a. When you go to a job site, the first thing you're going to do is do is go through safety orientation. They're going to tell you, oh, if you're doing a lift, if you're on a crane, if you're working at height, if you're working in an excavation, if you're working in confined space, if you're working in energized, any of this stuff. And you're going to have a safety video, and it's going to be exactly what you think it's going to be, showing you the proper technique to do all this stuff that, you know, half the guys out there, the craft guys, are going to be ignoring anyway. So, yeah, right. I do need to track that it's, down. Yeah, but the thing is, it's so funny. To think about like the that if think about things in life that like might not be everyday things for you or me or whatever, but that people do every single day that just becomes the regular the regular flow of their life. Yeah. And to these guys, I mean, none of us are are worried about you know um, you know um, slaughtering reindeer and selling the meat. That's not our lives, 
right? You know, and if it is your life, okay, great, but it's not us. You know what I'm saying? But to them, that's just what it is. Okay, that's no longer available, huh? Yeah, we can segue into yeah, we can segue into human trafficking, no problem. Yeah, (laughs) and that's the scary part because that's really what they're doing. Right, you know, but they look at them as animals. Well, but you think like think about that. Think about like people sell livestock all the time. You know what I mean? So it's a cow, it's a horse, it's a whatever, right? Kind of sheep, right? That's just another animal. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just picturing my brother trying to sell livestock. Well, what do you got today at auction? I don't know. Cow, sheep, something. I don't know what the hell it is. It's an animal. I'm goddamn. (laughs) It fucking stinks. I'll tell you that right now. So this is oh, Joe's shit. Joe's animal farm. What kind of animals he got? Yep. Well, animals. there are some animals who are more equal than others on Joe's animal farm. We got so big animals. We got small animals. You want you want them with fur or not? <laughs> <laughs> what else do you need to know? Did you see? Did you guys see? Speaking of Animal Farm, they are making a video game out of Animal Farm. Oh, I'm like so there. Is it a first-person shooter? No, it's not even a first-person shooter. It's it's. <laughs> It's, it's no, it's, fucking, it's like a re, it's like a resource like, management game. It's like it's like oh okay, I'll wait I'll wait for the follow up when you know it's like the jungle is a dexterity based game that uses a stylus. <laughs> so do, do, but do you well, win I, by actually I, transitioning into human animal? You know. Yes, I, well, I think you do actually play as as the pigs, and I'm, so it, so it's it, so it, let's see it's it's the jungle as a dexterity game. It was Catch Twenty Two as a word puzzler. Um, on the beach as a multi-scrolling shoot 'em up, you know, uh, Brave New World as a first-person survival horror game. I, there's all sorts of stuff you can do with this. Waiting shit. for Godot oh, is just God. an interactive movie where you don't yeah. interact with anything. <laughs> Waiting for Godot is an interactive movie. That's brilliant. <laughs> oh, Scott. Waiting. For I, went, I went to school. I know books. <laughs> <laughs> I've got them reading smart. Yeah. <laughs> Put it this way. I mean, I don't know about you. I mean, I'd hear, I, I knew we went, went to Catholic high school, but uh, Luke and I went to Catholic school our whole lives. So oh, somebody had the brilliant idea somewhere around like, hey, Jay's getting a sixth grade. Let's get the reading list from the Catholic high school and make them read all those books in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Yeah. So when you're in sixth grade reading Upton Sinclair's The Jungle, it might be a little above your head at, you know. <laughs> that, was a, that was freshman and that was freshman in high school for me. Well, so, yeah, that was yeah. eighth grade for so us. us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, well, no, it was freshman year of high school, right? We, we had to read it again, freshman year of high school, but in sixth grade, it was one of the books on our reading list, right? We read The Cage Animal at Nice, Brave New World, Jumping Declares the Jungle, The Great Gatsby. I mean, like, my Kelly went to Brewster. You know, it was on their reading list. Uh, you know, Jurassic Park. Like, <laughs> oh, that was a, that was my part of my freshman reading list too for science class. It was. We didn't get that. No, in science class, we had to go buy this newspaper. It had to buy the the Tuesday edition of the New York Times. Get the Science Times out of it. They had to bring the fucking Science Times in, and you had to then then you got a quiz on the Science Times every Wednesday. <laughs> that's how cool it was to be in Catholic school. Anyway, that's hey, <laughs> how you learn. Well, on science you know, times. All I know is this, dude: is you think about you're reading these books and when you're young, and you're like, okay, like we're reading on the beach, right? Dad, dad had a copy of on the beach when he was in high school. So we get out of the attic, we're reading it. I'm like, seriously, it's this summer going into sixth grade, right? You know, <laughs> good lord! I'm like, all right, it would an upbeat. So we just finished the jungle and the Great Gatsby. Why not round out the summer with on the beach? You know, kind of thing. So, or Hiroshima. How about that? <laughs> You're reading about people just, you know, really dying. Disintegrating, a- yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's start sixth grade. Anyway, 
Um, so well, here, here's here's my question about the the ultimate concept of this movie is that yeah. they're catching wild Santas from from the land of Santa Claus, yeah, and yeah. and selling them to people around the world. Although in the movie they ship one to where is it Zimbabwe? Zanzibar. Zanzibar. Okay. Zanzibar, yeah. Now I okay maybe this maybe this, maybe I'm thinking of this as the same same concept of the urban legend that the McRib is made is not made from pig that it's made from like insects or something. Yeah. How how in any way is this cheaper for anyone to get a Santa Claus for their mall than to hire a dude locally? How is because it cheaper it's... to lit to buy? I understand that like if you want to say if they were shipping one at the end to like Beverly Hills, and this was like some yuppie thing is oh look we've got a real Santa from the land of Santa Claus. That's, Shut up, that's Dad! The I don't appeal. care. That's yeah, the right, appeal. But, but Zanzibar is not. You know, fucking. You know, uh, uh, where the are they going to get the gingerbread in, in Zanzibar to feed him? That's what I mean. Are there, are there even? I mean, I would imagine that the vast majority of of, of Christians in Zanzibar are more of the devout type because they're probably missionaries that are being attacked. So I, that that to me, the ending of this, it's like it's funny, but it's like it, it doesn't hold up to scrutiny for me. It's like you're oh, you're yeah. exporting Santas. It's like I get that, but it's like there can't be a ton of money in this. I really don't see it. There is. It's about sixteen point eight million, you know, pre vat. <laughs> yeah, but again, I, I don't, again, I just I just don't see that. Twenty two percent vat. Twenty two percent vat. That that's the really scary part of this. The value added for tax all of our European listeners. All of our yeah. European listeners know that vat tax, and I, I my God, I feel for you guys. I, hey, man, I bought my kilt and everything a couple of years ago. I paid through the nose with the VAT tax. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's, I forget the name of the outfit. That it was uh, It was similar to like a, a T-Fury or so that did a lot of the nerdy shirts and stuff. And but they the, the I cannot remember the name of this, this site, but they also did hats and they had the Nostromo crew hat. Oh. And I'm like, that's freaking mm-hmm. cool. And it's like, OK, it's like it was like it was it was like it was like 20 bucks for the hat. I'm like, OK, it's like plus 22 percent VAT tax plus shipping. Mm-hmm. And now the hat Fuck is like 35 shit. bucks. And it's like, uh, yeah. no, I'm sorry. It's like, I'd love to support you guys. And it's not your fault with the VAT tax. I understand that's the law. Yeah. But it's like, good gracious, that's ridiculous. That's oh, when I you just find the hat, hat so and bad. put it on your own hat. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Well, but the thing, that's the, that's the thing is with that stuff, I mean, that's what, you, what kills you. What do you call um, uh, well, the Reaper Kickstarter, the last one to happen? They go, and VAT tax, whatever. Like, they have these things. And people in America are like, awesome so you have people working out deals where they're buying like they'll they'll put a second kickstarter in and buy everything someone wants and then just ship it as a present over to them to save them the 22 percent i'm like 22 percent is insane <laughs> like good lord like that's like credit card bad I good lord, that's a like, lot of money yeah good lord that's a lot of money how, how about i give you a dollar and let you lick your finger <laughs> 200 bucks i'll take you 200 bucks, I'll take you around the world. $200? Good Lord, that's a lot of money. How about I give you $50 you let me take you to Jersey? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, you think about that. You explain. I'm trying to explain to like, my students, especially the, the freshmen. I'm like, well, guys, think about it. In a credit card, do you know how that works? And they're like blank stares. And I'm like, you know, there's like you're paying like 18 19% on that credit card. If you don't pay it off, they go, really? I go, what the fuck? How do you think, how do you think credit cards work? And I'm like, oh, maybe they don't know. And I'm thinking, like, maybe they do know, or maybe their parents don't even know, or whatever. I'm like, oh, boy. But then you hear that, you're like, what's the – and it's like, you know, credit cards get up to, like, 25 27% sometimes on some of the crazy ones. I'm like, but I couldn't imagine paying 22% VAT tax on anything <laughs> if there was a way around it. 
There's got to be a way around it. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. There's always a way. Anyway, there's always a way around it. Yeah. Yeah. But, that, well, but that's, that's, yeah. that's the so, thing. Like I said, I mean, I, it's a it's a great concept and mm-hmm. and all oh, that. Sure. But to me, it's like when I, when it's one of those um, the internet likes to call it uh, fridge logic. It's one of those ones that you know. It's a moment in a film or a TV show where you accept it, and then later, when you're standing in front of the fridge trying to remember why you came into the kitchen, which happens to me fairly often, <laughs> and then you're like, "Why am I in here?" But then it's like, uh, "It's like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense because blank, blank, blank." You know, what, how did that work? You know, and that that to me was the moment I had with this. It's like that's cool, but it's like really, who's going to pay that? And that's what kind of kind of blew the yeah. concept a little bit for me because it's kind of silly if it was like you know like i said it, to me if, if they were shipping it if it had said beverly hills i would have bought it more because i can imagine some you know uh, modernist yuppies being like well you know we're going to get a real santa you know i don't know why my guy from beverly hills is thurston howell the third all of a sudden why but... wouldn't he be <laughs> <laughs> love me prepare to be crushed uh, that that's freakazoid that's something different altogether <laughs> i'm reminded of the i'm reminded of when we were in high school and we did the survey of, you know, if you could go with Ginger or Marianne, who would you take? And votes well, were going I, about 50-50. And then, no. Uh, Mary, Marianne. I mean, that's, well, that's... you see, yeah, we, wait, we, wait. We, well, see, we went, we, we didn't, we didn't give you the option. You had to pick what? Just like, okay, do you go for the exotic chick who's probably more high maintenance? Or the girl next door who will take care of you, you know? And I had one guy come back with Mrs. Pat, Mrs. Howell. Look, and I she said, got money. I said, yeah, I see where you're coming from. I don't agree, but I can respect it, you know? So, <laughs> I'll take the professor, thank you. Hey, hey, man, good-looking man, and he's a genius, sort of. Really? <laughs> to quote, to get him off that fucking yeah. island. To, to, quote, to well, quote Weird Al, you know, uh, she said that guy's a genius. I just shook my head and laughed. I said, if he's so fly, then tell me why he couldn't build a lousy raft. <laughs> Maybe and he didn't want to leave the island. He, you know, yeah. But he did manage to save uh, um, uh, Cal and uh, what's oh fuck I forgot her name in this island Earth, but then Bruce. ran then drove drove away in the uh, his car what? in the county. Yes, Ruth. Yeah. Why would Ruth. why would the professor want to leave an island where he is the most viable? I'm gonna get laid guy there, right? <laughs> yeah, his food. He's got these two women. Now they have to fight over. He's obviously the alpha male there, at yeah. least yeah. from a, from a mating point of view. Yeah, he was very. Say, he, know, was, he was smart enough to let them think that the he was still era. smart while still fudging up all their escape attempts, without ever going. Are you just here just for the pussy? Never was that asked on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> he's like his, you know, he's like he's just walking big baller style, like you know McMahon used to do. You know? <laughs> well, you know what's funny is I had a friend of mine that dre- for for Dragon Con cosplayed as Gilligan, and he said, "Oh, I gotta watch, I gotta watch the whole series so I know how to do this." I said, "It's Gilligan's Island." He's like, "Well, but I want to make sure I get it right." It's like it's Gilligan's right. Island. Yeah. You've watched one episode, you're good. Now, see, if he yeah. was real hardcore, then he would have watched Gilligan's Planet. And done oh, that. yeah, Gilligan's Planet. God, I haven't seen that since I was a little kid. I remember watching that. That's a oh. right there, man. That was a high-quality production right there. <laughs> well, all right, speaking of high-quality I mean, productions, I'll, I'll, bring this, I'll, I'll bring the conversation back to the movie. Yeah. The, the writer and director of this, his uh, his follow up movie is. Um, I know you didn't really care for this one, Luke, but uh, you should definitely see the next movie he did, um, Big Game. It's mm-hmm. um, it's far more flushed out. Uh, that it is a straight up action comedy with a with the finished flair to it. Um, Samuel L. Jackson plays the president. 
Air Force <laughs> One gets shot down over um, the mountains in uh, Finland. And it's the same actor who plays the little boy in this. He's now yep. like seven years older. He finds the president and uh, there's an adventure. And it's really, really good. Mm. So Well, also, the the, the, uh, the dad is in it. The, the, the guy who plays the dad in this, he's yeah. in that movie also. Um, and Ray Stevenson, who is the worst Punisher ever. So um, really, yes, even worse, even worse than Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, sorry. Oh. So, I mean, I mean, when when you're when you're like, you're already you're already running, you know, the best you could ever be is third. So you know, kind of thing. Ray Stevens real bad. Ray Stevens real bad. So anyway, sorry. Didn't he but play yeah, no, Firefly he, in in GI Joe? He did. He, he played he was the a biggest good Firefly. But he's the heaviest Firefly I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, Firefly was a little to... chunky, but, you know. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> I always Black. liked him better as a mu- recording artist. Oh, yes, they call him the street. Call him the street. Yeah. Since we're so far off track, um, this is a fun movie. It's not a horror movie. But if, if you if, if you don't mind subtitles, and honestly, why would you? Um, you really should track down uh, Rare Exports and then watch the two shorts afterwards because I, I yeah. think you'll have a good time. Uh, I'm not going to speak for anybody else. Um, it's definitely an interesting movie that you should watch. Uh, though That's my final word on it. I'll let the, uh, the other guys talk now. It could be a perennial family fa- favorite if it wasn't full of dicks and f bombs, <laughs> but I think every, I think every Christmas depends on the family. I was gonna but, say that yeah, it depends on your family. I mean that that's like the Tyler family Thanksgiving, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, true. That's true. Dicks no, and f bombs. No, no. um, <laughs> I'm the but, weird one in the family. But I think every Christmas movie should end in human trafficking, saving the day. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Either God. human trafficking or the the mob justice against Mr. Potter, right? <laughs> ah, you yeah. dirty bastard! I'll get you, Potter! Oh. <laughs> Trying to break some skulls. <laughs> there he is! Get him! Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That Saturday Night Live sketch is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Billy! Oh. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I can, I, I enjoyed this. I, we, I watched it. I can honestly say, I think I've only seen this movie twice. I watched it with John and I think we watched it again, or I watched, why, why I might've watched it with, with Kelly, which means I probably watched it and she fell asleep 10 minutes in because that's every movie we watch. Um, but you know, uh, it's one of those things, again, if you've never seen the shorts, don't watch the shorts. Later. I know the shorts came out first, but I think that kind of might ruin it for you. It, watch the movie, understand what's happening. Then watch the shorts because then you're like, oh, okay. And I know Luke has already kind of punched holes in the idea that this, you know, like the idea of how much things cost and whatever. But if you're willing to buy the idea, I I wish we'd warn people up top because this is a movie that's good to come in cold and just sort of follow its twisted path from beginning to end. Because well, we can always splice it in at the beginning. That's true. That's true. Let's just give a spoiler tag. Yeah. Yeah. We can always spoiler alert. Yeah, fix things in post. We do that all the time around here. Okay, it's we'll a virus it alert. A lot of weird Al for me tonight. All right. <laughs> I think we should come up. Maybe we should be the first podcast where we have a consumer code to where people have to, you know, prove to us that they've seen the movie, and then we'll let them listen to the podcast, and then we can be real <laughs> bastards and make them watch the movie, and then they get on the podcast and we go. Well, that sucked, didn't it? <laughs> that was a terrible movie, wasn't it? 
never do anything like that. No. I can't imagine us doing that. That doesn't sound like us. That's not how we treat our audience here at Two True Freaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have, we have so, way we have way way less contempt for our audience. Totally, <laughs> <laughs> at least as far as you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the I'm, toilet I'm and smoking of, a cigarette uh, right now. <laughs> I'm reminded of Bullwinkle uh, introducing um, uh, Peabody's fractured histories, where he says, "I'd like to thank all of the history teachers who have written into us about this segment and say you can't talk to us like that." <laughs> all right so if you're looking to to score this on dvd or blu-ray because there's only one way to well there's a dvd blu-ray to come together um good lord it's 40 bucks holy on oh, on amazon it's 40 that, that's bucks X. yeah well no there's no yeah well this is this is a u.s release the uh the international release is 30 bucks but i guarantee you it may not play on your blu-ray player um yeah, I mean the thing is, if you have an all-region player, you definitely get the one that's only eighteen bucks. But the the the, the two-disc one that I have, this is what I, I mean. I pre-ordered this forever and a half ago. This came out, you know, in two thousand ten. Uh, it's forty bucks, um, and I mean it's good. It's just that that's a lot of money for that. They also have an audio CD available. Uh, I must be the that's forty-five freaking dollars. Okay, <coughs> so. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm. You can get that way cheaper than that. No, the not, the only problem is like this movie's not on YouTube, right? You know, kind well, of thing. Well, it is There's on Amazon get... Prime Video for free. So if you have Amazon Prime, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can watch it. Yeah, you can watch it for on Prime Video. For those of you who have Prime and whatever, I mean, that's a that's a great thing to think about too. Um, I know we talk about you know, and we would love for everyone to go and buy movies and everything you're gonna buy for, for the holiday season. Go to the Two True Freaks website. Click on the link. Do it. Do it. You know, do it. Do it. Do it. I mean, that's how I buy all my stuff, um, because I mean, they have to have less people interaction, which is already a score for me. Help out the network, which is a good hey, less people, less people that have to interact with me directly. And you can do it in your chance. underwear. Well, you can do it in the nude. Well, I'm just saying that's not what I'm the big issue. I just don't like people. It's an issue uh, for so... me. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 yeah. I, it, heroes doing that. Yeah, that's. Hero. That's all hero. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm, I am reminded of the line from Loaded Weapon 1. Jay knows what I'm going to say. Do you I sleep didn't... in the nude? Oh, Only, when I'm, <laughs> Only when I'm naked. Only when I'm naked. Loaded Weapon Anyway, so, but like I was saying, so I would love for everyone to do that stuff. But again, um, you know, if you're showing, you know, during the holiday season, obviously, you know, kind of thing, if you're doing some of your shopping and getting stuff sent and whatever. Go through there. Uh, I mean, obviously, this is available. Other way, you can if you have for a Prime video, Prime member, watch it right through your Prime videos, uh, stuff like that. But it's definitely worth. See, to me, if you're gonna go check it out and you don't want to, you know, plunk down forty bucks, and you have Prime, you know, what is it? It's just it just costs you eighty four minutes, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, if you're gonna spend forty dollars for this movie, I would say do it after if you love the, you know, if you love it yeah, and you, you gotta have it, it. That's yeah. when you spend yeah. forty dollars for it. But it's it's definitely. You want to check it out first. It's not going to be for everybody. That's for sure. No, it's not. It's not. It's not, it's not for everybody. It's for sure. Uh, and uh, you know, the other thing is too. Um, if if you know, I know uh, Chris Honeywell said here he's probably inundated with the past. You know, if you want to go back, I mean, I know very well that during the Christmas season I will be watching Krampus again. Uh, you know, kind of thing. And because I, I love Krampus. Um, but in this movie, the Santa, and you made it the, the, the Santa Krampus demon thing in there, you know, 
it's just so funny that this came out in 2010. Kind of like, and then what happened right after this, the whole Krampus thing kind of gets stirred up again, right? Not saying direct influence, but they released him from his tomb <sighs> in the, the yeah. collective unconscious. Well, I would say this way. The, the Krampus Nooch stuff that happens, you know, and now it's become much more prevalent. You know that stuff is kind of reaching. Maybe it's Zenith. Maybe it's maybe it's going to peter out when locally here in New York we actually have one of those now. Oh no, Not yeah, here. we yeah, have. No, uh, yeah, they call it Santanalia here, and all the people dress up as Krampus. They have a big thing going on yeah. here too. Krampus not. And and anybody, if you go to the Two True Freaks Facebook page. After you hear this, and they're like, "What the hell are they talking about with Krampus?" I'll be, I'll, I'll been posting all our past Christmas specials, so this one will be popped up probably real close to this one on the, on the Facebook page. If you want to check out Krampus, check out yeah. us talking about Krampus, I should say. But but watch Krampus first. Yeah yeah yeah. We we will ruin it otherwise for you. And next <laughs> year, next year, next year, we promise Christmas time will be more like. Axes and old grandpa going, I'll tell you about Santa Claus. Christmas Eve is the scariest damn night of the year. Yeah. That's not in the movie. All I can yeah. think is Linnea Quigley. Yeah. Oh, well, how could you not? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and on that note, think about Linnea Quigley's boobs. Let's all just take a, a second to. <laughs> Reflect on Linnea Quigley. Peace on Earth and goodwill towards men and Linnea Quigley's chest. <laughs> Merry right. Christmas, fuckers. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the 2TrueFreaks at the same time. Visit our website at 2TrueFreaks.com. 2TrueFreaks is always spelled T-W-O. T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email 2TrueFreaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com. 2TrueFreaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. Dumbass.
If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. Christmas Eve is the scariest damn night of the year. I'd be scared too, if I was you. You know what happens Christmas Eve, don't you? You know all about Santa Claus. He brings presents to all good boys and girls. <laughs> Your daddy told you that, didn't he? Well, I'll tell you something. Santa Claus only brings presents to them that's been good all year. To the ones that ain't done nothing naughty, doggy. All the other ones, all the naughty ones, he punishes. What about you, boy? You've been good all year?